All right, we live, we live, we live. What is going on, folks? What are we doing? How are you? <laughs> what it is, what it do. You feel me? Uh, yeah, this is the Puro Caballero Show. Uh, we back, we back again. And uh, it's episode 108, uh, and I'm feeling pretty great right now. I don't know about you guys. I had a pretty good last few days. Um, let me introduce myself. Uh, it's me, Mario. Mario. Shout out to Four Colors, Zach, uh, for the shout out. Here we go. And uh, yeah, we start in the episode, baby. Um, yeah, it's good to be back. Good to be talking on here with all you guys. And it's been a minute and a few different uh things have happened in my life recently we'll put it that way i guess every fucking thing happens um happy pride month to everybody <laughs> we are now in june it is uh june 7th and uh all the comics got their pride jokes out <laughs> ready to go um some good some distasteful but hey yeah 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 you know, <laughs> get coming uh coming in hots right now um yeah i've got uh a few thoughts i don't know um i'll just say one thing i noticed today that was pretty funny um this whole corporate activism shit that everyone's just like clamoring on uh that i see people on like instagram and shit online just fucking talking shit uh <laughs> it's pretty funny to me because people certain corporations will like bend over backwards and shit um just for the month and then just like i guess sometimes don't really show an effort <laughs> one way or the other um yeah, it's kind of interesting, but uh, it's funny. I went into uh, Dunkin' Donuts today, and they had like a special pride themed donut, which was just like the regular donut with like the strawberry cream on the top of it, with a couple sprinkles, uh, rainbow sprinkles. And they had it. Uh, I was looking around just because uh, I was. I guys just went in for some coffee, and I noticed I was looking at the displays. And I saw it, and it was like near like the main, uh, the main flavors, like kind of on like the top shelf, the second top shelf, whatever. And it was like made with pride, and it said that on there. And then I look over right to the left of it. I look down uh, at the bottom. There's another tray of donuts that look exactly the damn same as those ones. <laughs> and I think it was just their normal display that they show every other month of the year because it was a uh, strawberry with um, rainbow sprinkles. That's all it said on there, which, which, the normal flavor. So the, <laughs> I thought that shit was funny. Oh, y'all just, I got that display like a couple weeks ago, <laughs> last week. Um, anyway, I don't know. Um, I think it is a little fucked up too that we got monkeypox going on right now, man. Fuck, man, that sucks. Um, be safe, my uh, <laughs> gay brothers and sisters out there. Um, yeah, uh, it's legit targeting the gay community. <laughs> like, it's, uh, from everything that I've read on the news, there was a couple big raves. Uh, I guess we'll just talk about it right now. There's a couple big raves that happened in Europe, and uh, one of them was in Belgium, and one of them was in uh, the Canary Islands, Gran Canarias, um, in Spain. And I think there were like pride related events or uh, whatever. And so there were outbreaks that kind of happened from these, you know, kind of events. Uh, they've like linked the and tracked like where these people have traveled and whatnot. And yeah, apparently people having some risky unprotected sex and then that's how it's spread. Apparently 
came from West Africa. Look, I get, yes, apparently that's where monkey box originates. Regardless, like it's it's happened before. It's like it's spread before. Um, but yeah, I guess this time it's just spread in that way. So it's like shit, man. <laughs> Happy Pride Month. God damn it, man. That sucks. Um, <laughs> brain for y'all. Peace. Uh, um, fucking a, man. Fucking wild. What's the craziest detail that I read about that uh, was that if uh, they didn't discover this by like having people showing up to hospitals or, you know, reporting them, uh, you know, over the phone or whatnot, they found out about this because people were <laughs> going to STD clinics because they thought they had like fucking gonorrhea or the herp or some shit or the clap, you know what I'm saying? And they are fucking, I don't know, HIV or something. But uh, yeah, they got that monkey pox shit, bro. Like, fuck dude <laughs> that's just crazy man that's, uh shout out to mf doom you called it um was it vomit spit <laughs> um back in the day i got the album somewhere over here in that uh shelf but um yeah i didn't expect to be talking about that shit right now but yeah happy pride month um uh, uh we in it um <laughs> uh what else did i want to talk about uh, a lot of NBA talk. I feel like we're going to get into um, some sports shit. But yeah, we kind of talking about world news. We can kind of get into some stuff. Y'all, y'all see the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp shit? <laughs> uh, so apparently both people were defamed, according to the, the, the fucking um, the courts, I guess. And I think Depp made out with more money in the end. So I guess congrats to him. And man, those are some crazy, crazy crazy relationships um yeah i guess watch out for the crazy bitches <laughs> i guess that's the that's the, the moral of the story like uh, <laughs> uh sometimes oh my god you you read some stories and you'd be like damn son where'd you find this god damn man that's fucking wild <laughs> anyway um sitting on people's bed notes and shit happening like it's Fucking finger pinkies getting chopped off. People recording each other's and conversations and shit, man. Fucking wild. I got trust issues and I'm like reading these stories and I'm like, mm hmm. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say that, right? Um, he, he said he won 10 to 15 million dollars. Damn, it's fucking crazy. Uh, she won, I think it was like two. I saw another report that was a little higher than that, but. He's got bigger numbers, so there you go. Um, what else happening? What else going on? Um, Putin apparently is in bad health. There's some rumors that he's got cancer, Parkinson's disease, dementia. Um, and then he apparently assess the attempted assassination attempt in May. Uh, the Kremlin apparently are debating who would take over once he dies or if he dies. And this is like concerning because like this war is costing like Russian Russian companies apparently billions of dollars because people don't want to fuck with them. So uh, yeah, there's a pre peculiar situation going on over there um, in uh, that big ass country of theirs. So uh, so Russia, yeah man, still fucking up Ukraine. It still ain't cool, bro. Um, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. We'll see if it takes a change in power for like this conflict to end, a resolution to come into place. Um, or if it might exacerbate it, because that might be even worse, because, like, whoever comes in might be even more bloodthirsty and try to back up onto, I don't know. It's going to be crazy. Uh, I feel like there's going to be a lot of trying to, um, uh, other countries trying to manipulate 
the outcome of what happens there. Uh, U.S. included. I feel like China, they probably have a stronger relationship. They're probably going to have even more influence there. Um, yeah, yeah. And all those other countries, um, I guess. Um, I feel like the New World superpowers, it's like the past you'd consider, I don't know, like the fucking U.S., U.K. and all them. I feel like it's turned into more to like China, Russia, India, um, Saudi, and Qatar, and all those oil rich nations like all the it's it's trade it's crazy i don't know i don't know it's weird we'll see we'll see what happens see what goes down uh hopefully good shit hopefully nothing crazy no more wars i guess i don't know that's a little too <laughs> optimistic i guess but hey fuck it got a dream um so yeah if that happens um gee um <laughs> I will talk about that other shit later. Uh, let's see. Oh, this was a something that happened in uh, local pol- political news. I don't know if you're fucking paying attention, but uh, Nancy Pelosi got dem- denied uh, communion at a Catholic church because of her views on uh, uh, abortion. Uh, the fact that she's, I guess, pro-choice. And uh, yo, I had to talk with my pops about this. This shit got a little heated. Uh, what up, Alex? What's going on, bro? Uh, doing my podcast. Um, but yeah, fucking. <laughs> uh, she got denied communion, which it was like the San Francisco Archbishop apparently made that decision to say like, her, that bitch, nah, nah, son, <laughs> you ain't getting this. Um, which apparently is pretty controversial considering that um, from what I read, the Pope had said that he was just like, I don't believe these archbishops should be making those decisions or whatever. However, I have never been presented with that option making a decision and knowing, rightfully knowing somebody's points of view and perspective as they try to take communion. Um, and I think like another archbishop in the U.S. or something said that they should. I don't know. It was crazy. It was crazy. It was reading it back and forth. I was getting into the nitty-ditty details. Talking with my pops last weekend, man. Yeah, that was... Uh, uh, <laughs> let's just say he's uh, very much uh, a pro-lifer. Um, <laughs> and uh, doesn't really have issues with what's going on in Texas, so it's fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> yeah, a lot of people are very, very uh, um, uh, heated and feel one type of way or the other about this whole ordeal that was going on. Like, the fact that they're, like, re-evaluating uh, Roe v. Wade, that's pretty fucking crazy. I thought that shit was pretty well established, but um, we'll see. We'll see what happens gonna be a lot of fucking arguing a lot of uh a lot of signs being made a lot of um people yelling into microphones in public places uh <laughs> across from each other um people yelling into bullhorns and whatnot what's gonna happen you already know you already know probably gonna be a lot of uh uh people with trucker hats yelling at uh lesbians with uh dyed hair um <laughs> those are the videos you see online or socialists some really left-wing uh types uh, against completely right-wing types <laughs> so yeah that tends to be it that tends to be what you see but uh that shit's cool um so yeah <laughs> catholic church that shit is now getting a little political i guess um yeah especially considering it's a san francisco catholic bishop it's like i don't know if um the Catholic Church, just because you are a, your archdiocese, you're a bishop of a certain archdiocese, doesn't mean necessarily that you are up in that archdiocese because these motherfuckers move a lot and shit. They'd be like re, um, reorganizing the uh, account, the organizational tree, 
calendar and all that stuff. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, for sometimes for nefarious reasons, y'all fucking read the news. Y'all know what it is. Y'all 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 listen to this podcast. If you do, uh, you've heard me talk about that shit in the past. All the allegations and going on. Yeah, not very good. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, SF Archbishop Salvatore uh, Cordelione. Um, he's the one who made that decision. Uh, she replied back saying, what's up with the Catholic Church not doing anything for those who support the death penalty? Yeah, that was her reply. And it was like one thing or the other. So it's like a whataboutism, uh, which is like a shitty way to get into arguing. Like, come on, are you <laughs> what they're saying on your, its merits? Not like a... Like a Hey, 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 that's bad, but what about you being bad? Like, I'm not perfect, but you're not perfect either. Stop talking shit kind of move, which is like, <laughs> like, you know, you know, it's like you got to resort to that. It's like you feel like you kind of lost that argument, I guess, but that was her retort. Um, little Christine. All right. Um, <laughs> sorry. Just uh, got some news about some bookings and shit in the future. Um, yeah, I guess for now is a good time to talk about my comedy life. I've had some good shows recently. Um, I gotta get off of this negative thought. You read, you read one text or one message sometimes, and it just throws you the fuck off, especially when you're doing a podcast. Yeah, Mario, why don't you go on airplane mode? That's a good question. There, I do not. Um, anyway, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I had a couple good sets this week and shout out to B Gutierrez. Uh got to see her last week on uh the show that we did uh at um the Haha. I was on a roast battle, the No Yores roast battle, shout out to Los Digits. Uh, uh <laughs> running his shows every Wednesday at the Haha Comedy Club out there in North Hollywood. So if you're in the area, go check it out. It's like late, late night kind of vibe. I think the show starts like ten. Um so yeah, at least that's how the time we started. Um, probably like ten thirty. We went late, late, late. Um, but yeah, I had a good ass time doing that. Um, what else did I do? Um, oh, we had our show at Ty Angel last Tuesday. Very, very fun show. Um, do I have the flyer up here? Let me check this out. Yeah, 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 yeah. This was our last show. Unfortunately, Ron Bush wasn't able to make it. But we had Coke, uh, Becca Ward, Sam Bilski, uh, Andrew and CV closed it out, and Gabby Vargas did her thing. Very, very hilarious, folks. Uh, go give them follows on Instagram if you can. Uh, they put up, um, not all, a lot of them put up some material. Very fun stuff. I know Andrew, he'd be, he be working overtime with, uh, with those edits uh, and whatnot. But... Uh, yeah, I see you. I respect it. Putting in work. I need to get back on my grind. Yeah, y'all got to see uh, DJ Supreme Kai, a.k.a. VJ Sanchez, uh, on the ones and twos as well. And yeah, that show I did. So that was Tuesday last week. And this is a show I did Wednesday. So um, so yeah, it was me versus Bilal Sharmu. Um, What did I call him? Caveman kind. Um <laughs> I had some good roast jokes for him, man. I won't, uh, I won't spoil those. We might do this battle again later. Uh, big, big chubby, 
uh, Palestinian homie from uh, also from the 209. So shout out, shout out Bilal. He's the homie. Um, <laughs> he goes by Billy from uh, for, uh, for certain white people. Um, but regardless of race, uh, we can all call him a fat ass. Oh, okay. <laughs> 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 I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid, I kid. And then here's where the other battles that we had there. Uh, Tate took the victory over Jack. Uh, Tom and Angel, I think, tied <laughs> in misery. Um, and then Elise definitely killed Barry there. Um, I don't think Nalia and Carlos. Carla, was it Carla? I think Carlos won. Yeah, Carlos won that one. Um, yeah, shout out to the haha. Shout out to uh, Los Digits. Robin put that on. Back to the show. Um, yeah, so that was a fucking fun-ass time. We had a good night. But uh, there was a couple other comics that I saw there. I saw, uh, was it Marquez, Los Marquez. Um, shout out. Uh, he had a killer set. That was really fun. And then, as the aforementioned, B. Gutierrez, go book her. She is hilarious. She's fun as hell. Have her on your show. Um, if you have a private gig, book her. I don't give a fuck. You know, whatever you're doing. Um Give her your monies for her time and efforts. Uh, <laughs> uh, she deserves it. Um, oh, she was awesome, though. Um, she had a very fun set. No, but we were kicking it, like, for an hour beforehand, um, just at the bar, chopping it up. And, uh, yeah, I think uh, if you got the money, go ahead and buy that low rider. I'm, I'm telling you right now. I want to ride in it. I want to go stride shotgun in that shit. That was fucking dope. Uh, I think she had, like, a 67 Impala that she posted or she found up on the craigslist ad post and i was just we we're looking at that sitting on dating so like damn girl you only once this is speaking for somebody who does not have the money ready for <laughs> that kind of commitment um or the time and effort you need to like you know keep uh keep an old car up and check and running properly but uh but hey hey teach their own <laughs> but yeah we were we were talking chopping it up anyway um get the car if you can uh <laughs> So yeah, uh, so I saw her there, and then she had a dropout on the show she was producing for uh, We Own the Laughs, which was the um, Friday night, I should say. I'm trying to get back onto my calendar, see what I was doing. Um, yeah, yeah, so that was Friday night, and uh, so yeah, I happened to be available, so I was able to go and uh, be a part of that show. Thank you so much for for thinking of me and having me a part, uh, having me be a part of that. It was very, uh, uh, very, very fun show. The crowd was uh, definitely into it. And was ready to laugh, and uh, that—that's the best. That's just like the cherry on top. When like they want to see you perform and do well, and they react and respond, you know, um, very positively to like comedy that's coming. Because like there can be uh, crowds that like are just whatever about you being there, or sometimes just hostile if you're like invading their space. If it's like. They don't know that they're supposed to be at a show. Like if you do it, if you do it at a bar, or like at a restaurant, sometimes, or a public place, that can happen. So you gotta be prepared, prepared for that. But no, these people were, were you know, fucking about it. Um, so shout out to We on the Laughs. I know it's I believe Tyson Paul. I have not met him, but I know he runs those. Um, which was crazy because like I'd seen a lot of those postings or whatnot for like sa the shows they run up in Sacramento and the Bay Area. I've seen all those up on Facebook. So it was cool to be a part of that as uh, they're moving down here to LA and getting more shows up and popping and expanding. So um, shout out to Cali King Studio. That was the, the location of the event, um, which was dope. Uh, come to find out that the homies who were running Cali King Studio are affiliated with uh, the Baker Boys, which are like legendary DJs, producers, 
uh, coming out here from the West Coast, up in the hip hop scene uh, since like the 90s, 2000s, man. The Baker Boys. They had the fucking um, syndicated radio show online that would play late nights on the weekends, I think Friday nights. Um, so you'd just be like tuning the dials, just like rolling about late at night, and you just be like, Baker Boys. I think <laughs> they came out of Bakersfield. Um, so yeah. Very, very dope. Got to perform kind of like in their like side studio area, like performance event space. And uh, I think if you saw the pictures on my Instagram, they got some, they had a dope little location, a bunch of plaques on the walls and like they had vinyls and like a record player behind me. Um, and that was pretty cool. That was really dope to to be a part of that. Um, yeah, I got to do, got to do my 10 minute set. That was fucking dope. Uh, pulled out some jokes I hadn't done in a while, which was cool. And yeah, they're still working pretty well. I uh, I gotta listen back to those those uh, recordings uh, for that show in particular. I haven't had the chance to go back and review my tape yet. I've been just pushing on trying to do new stuff uh, since that's happened. But uh, yeah, man, it's crazy. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know what the. Uh, everybody else on that show was very hilarious as well. I want to not miss anybody. Jose Arce, we were fucking chilling afterwards. Went out to grab a beer and hang out with the... Oh, Gregory. I cannot remember the other homie's name, too. Uh, um, you know, I follow him on Instagram. It's awesome. Awesome comedy podcast banter. <laughs> it's going on right now. Be on the laughs. Here we go. What was the show? Was the show? Damn, they got shows on shows on shoes going down. All right. Nicole Denise, yep, Jose Arce, Kyle Plouffe, uh, Rachel Sterling, uh, Demi York, Heather Winter, and then Arthur Hamilton, who like came in off the top and did his thing. <laughs> Very funny. Everybody was hilarious. Um, so yeah, I filled in for uh, another uh, friend of mine, Matt Dan, who uh, couldn't make that show. But um, yeah, that was really, really fun times. Thank you so much, B, for uh, having me on. And yeah, hopefully we could do some stuff there at the at Cali King Studio because that was a really dope spot. Um, that'd be a cool collaborate collab 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 collaboration. <laughs> I need to be better at uh, playing vinyl. <laughs> this is definitely something I got practice. But uh, oh, I gotta take a peek into the the Baker Boy Studio. I gotta see their little green screen green screen setup, their decks and everything. So um. Yeah, that was a fun-ass show. And then the very next day, I got to do a uh, little hosting duties for my friend Hollywood, Edward Lawrence, uh, Eddie Rich. Boy, what up, what up, what up, what up? He did a, a little uh, taping uh, called uh, A Night in Hollywood. Yeah, put together a little show there at Skip Town Playhouse, a little small little like uh, box theater. And he apparently he's got like a, a deal signed with Comedy Dynamics coming through. So hopefully that uh, um, is uh, something that 
uh, comes to fruition in the future. Because like, you know, sometimes people can sign deals, but like actually getting their product out there and, and like edited it and, and released is like another hurdle. So like, that's the the next step. So like, um, uh, nothing but uh, the best to you, Eddie, for getting getting to that uh, that point up to this point. So like, uh, uh, bro, I hope you fucking murder this edit because. <laughs> Because the sets and everybody that everybody had were fucking really hilarious. Uh, shout out to Eddie as well. Uh, ben Nicholson helped him put that show together. Um, uh, who else was on the lineup? Uh, I hosted. I got to do some time up top. Uh, shout out to the homie Viet Nguyen. Um, he killed it. He had a great set. Um, <laughs> we had a funny moment <laughs> backstage uh, before and after. <laughs> yeah, we'll leave it between us. But. Um, Shout out to Viet. Shout out to uh, Sammy Cantu as well. I uh, got to meet him. He was really funny, really hilarious. Um, <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Kaylin Allen as well. She killed it. Uh, obviously, Eddie. Eddie did his thing. I did two 30-minute sets. So, uh, um, yeah. Hopefully, that'll be able to be uh, priced together and you can get a nice little uh, production piece out of it. I really, I really do hope. man that was fun that was a fun show thank you so much for having me and i had a lot of fun i did more time there up top and uh, i got to do some jokes that i hadn't done i feel like the it was a similar thing it was just like i felt like everything i did everything kind of putting out there was working so i'm just like i'm like whoo i was hyped i was hyped so um shout out to eddie for putting us on and having us uh do our thing we were um uh, appreciative thank you for the wings as well that was delicious <laughs> for the food that we had there um you can't fuck around <laughs> mess around with that shit but, um so yeah that was my weekend uh prior to that the weekend before i know i had my cousin javi in town what up what up what up um shout out to the Muggies brand we're gonna make be making moves out here and uh getting the product out there and, and mass distributed into smoke shops and to uh, uh bud shops um Everywhere we can, man. So um, we've got new investment coming and uh, new prospects and new production lines. So uh, give Cloud9Kings, that's spelled K-L-O-U-D, the number nine, Kings, K-I-N-G-S, uh, at Instagram on Instagram. So give them a follow at Cloud9Kings. Um, all the, the progress, all the new uh, plushies, little plush dolls that he has uh, coming up. Um, in production, as well as the uh, the new additions of the uh, the dab tools and uh, little characters, right? We got a little Acapulco Gold right over here. Check it out. Check it out. I got an L.A. Kush one. I think I left it in the car. Shit. Uh, oh, yeah. We got uh, keychains. Got some keychains. Just a little plug. So check them out. Look a bleasy. Look a little bleasy. Right there. And have a dab tool, but oh, there's a little LA Kush here. Pat on the back. Rep the West Coast out here. So yeah, find them in your local dispensary, uh, weed shops, whatever, smoke shops, all that stuff, all the above. Uh, so yeah, uh, we had him in town trying to make some moves and check out all that shit. Um, pretty fun, pretty fucking fun time. Got to go uh, to Venice Beach. Saw him do another mural. So he's putting his characters up. The Nuggies related characters. Um, yeah, and we had a fun ass time. So uh, 
doubt we're going to be making moves in the near future. Um, down. Got a couple gigs coming up, um, possibly in the next few weeks. So give me a follow on Instagram, at Puro Caballero, exactly as you see on uh, this page, pretty much. I mean, if you're listening and watching to the Puro Caballero show, you know what it is. Um, but yeah, give me that follow there. I'll be posting all my shit information. Um, as soon as I get all the flyers and whatnot, I'll be... Uh, let's see, what else can I uh, announce now? I believe I'll also be on... The show at uh, Flappers on Monday, June 20th. It'll be her first show that she produced there as well. So thanks again for that booking. Appreciate you. Um, going to be on the show with uh, Innovative Comedy. They're doing an event for their 100th podcast episode. If you haven't happened to be seeing me on uh, on one of their episodes, um, thanks for tuning in, giving them some support because uh, they're a dope-ass crew. I've been on a couple of their uh, podcast episodes. The first time, I think I talked about it on here. I got fucking stone, stony baloney, bro. bro. <laughs> um, Goddamn. Higher than giraffe neck, bro. Everyone said giraffe pussy, bro. I'm I was higher than that, man. It was fucking wild. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had a, a long day before <laughs> and work and all that shit. Um, those are excuses. Anyway, give, uh, give them a follow as well. Uh, um, so yeah, we'll be doing a show. I just downloaded the fly for that shit. It is uh, the big homie Stank, uh, Foolish D, uh, Sadika Scarlet, Young Beeves, Ryan the Comedian, and myself, uh, along with our host Tony Graham. So give us all the love uh, if you can. June 21st out in Long Beach. So yeah, we'll uh I'll be posting that information soon. I saw a couple posts get uh up there updated today. Um Oh yeah, thank you for that follow Young Beeps. What up? What up? Uh, I'm sorry. This is me looking at notifications when I shouldn't. Um <laughs> All right. Cool. All right, cool giants up. All right, back to the notes. Um yeah, that's what I got coming up. I have uh, a couple DJ gigs also coming through this Saturday. Um, shout out to the homie Stephen Briggs. He's doing another show. Um, let's see what the name of it is. It is Hidden Hysteria with Stephen Briggs, uh, sponsored by uh, Four Sons Brewing, Viscous Brand, and Earth the Brand. I don't know. Can't see that there. But yeah, it's another comedy show. And um, the homie Benzie is going to be behind the decks, but also uh, DJ Supreme Kai and myself will be um, helping out and giving some support there. So that should be some fun ones. Um, here, here's a link for tickets in his profile. That's Stephen Breaks Comedy. Here is his page. Boom, 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 boom. Check it out. Check it out. Look at that dapper ass man. That fucking the beard. Look at the fucking pipe. Look at that shit. You want to be there. You want to be. There. You fucking want to be there, all right? That is this Saturday at 8 p.m., okay? I uh, believe it is in downtown L.A. location. Um, uh, you will get that information, <laughs> I'm pretty sure, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, oh, with the brands, I should say. That's the name of it. Um, uh-huh. Okay, yeah. Their design agency. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Shout out to with the brands. Uh with the shits that's what's up <laughs> so yeah i'll be djing there 
And in future Thursdays, I'll be DJing as well at um, Dirty Laundry. Shout out to the homie Chris M uh, for letting me hit the decks with him a couple weeks ago. Um, not every Thursday. I think they have like two or three Thursdays out of the month. So um, hopefully I'll be able to do that. So if you're just in the Hollywood area, it's a cool little uh, underground speakeasy bar. They have a hip hop room in the front, and then in the in the behind the bar, past the bar, it's uh, there's a little uh, room where we play some house music and shit, so and get down. So um, yeah, that's what we were doing, just playing some house house tunes. Um, shout out to Chris M. Uh, shout, give him a follow, Chris M. Arts on Instagram. Um, shout out to the homie Zach Vetterman, who also was playing with me. His, uh, we were playing back to back for a few hours. We played an hour up top, and then we played like an hour or so at the end. But um, yeah, man, he's uh, at comedy underscore hazard, I believe, if I remember correctly, on Instagram. So yeah, give him a follow, give him some love, and yeah, I want to say what else? What else? What else? What else? Oh yeah, I was asked to do uh to DJ for a comedy show out in Huntington Beach at the Rec Room this Friday. At uh, not this Friday, excuse me, the following Friday, the seventeenth, I'll be there. That's gonna be, I believe, six p.m. is when doors open. Uh, so yeah, um, I'll be posting more info as we get closer to that. Um, ooh. Delete, 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 delete. And then, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a, an event going on at the end of the month on June 24th and 25th. It's a social desert, um, like rave event and comedy event. <laughs> kind of crazy. I know, I know. I'll be posting about that information. I'll definitely be doing comedy and um, haven't yet confirmed if I'm going to be playing some music. Uh, but more than likely, I'll be able to get an hour slot. I still got to hit up. I hit up Zach about that information, see who I got to uh, DM and message. But, uh, but yeah, that should be fun as hell. Um, haven't had, gotten the opportunity to be a, a part of one of those events yet. So shout out to the homie uh, Zach for, for helping put those on, getting the, the comedy tent and all that stuff put together. So, uh, so yeah, I'll be ripping some, some stages coming to you live uh, pretty soon. And then, of course, we got the show at uh, Ty Angel Bar. Uh, the next one's going to be on the 14th and then followed by the 28th. So we got two more shows the rest of the month. Uh, I can't fucking wait. Um, I haven't confirmed the full lineups yet, but uh, the people that I got a part of it, I'm very, very happy to, to uh, that they're they're you know they're up and doing it. They're very hilarious, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, coming up on the next couple shows. So yeah, you're not gonna want to miss that. If you're in Koreatown, stop by uh, there on Western Avenue, uh, kind of on Western and Beverly. I want to say the cross streets. Yeah, yeah. So. Um, Thai Angel Bar, very very delicious Thai food as well. Uh, support all your bartenders and all that shit. They got you know what I'm saying they got that selection of Asian beers you don't see everywhere. So yeah, come through, get you a uh, beer Lao, you know what I'm saying, um, and some uh, some drunken noodles and and uh, laugh your ass off, right? <laughs> so yeah, get drunk, get uh, drunk off comedy too, um, all that shit. Uh, do I have anything else to say? I think that's enough. That's enough self promo. I've been talking like twelve minutes, <laughs> two fucking fifteen minutes about this shit. Um, should we talk about sports now? I think we should. I think we should. I think it's time. Uh, y'all been watching the NBA Finals? Uh, cause I haven't as much <laughs> as I needed to. I'll admit. I'll admit. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Just like uh, I got. Well, first off, we'll say this. I got caught up uh, up on the rooftop yesterday, uh, two days ago, excuse me, this Sunday. And uh, I was only planning to do like a few hours up there and then come down and then watch the game. But then uh, I kind of got into a groove and one thing led to the other. And then it was like, you know, the game started and then I had like the feed on like my, you know, on the, on the internet or whatever. So I kept tabbing over every few minutes, checking the score. And it was close to halftime. And then I was like, all right, halftime, bet, bet. I'm going to go inside and watch this shit. And then uh, kept feeling it. And I was like, fuck this. I'm staying up here and having a good time. And uh, so I did that. And then the second half happened and uh, Celtics were getting blown out. So I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm just going to watch or not going to watch the game and just be up here streaming, uh, playing tunes and doing my thing and having a good time. And that's what I did. But it also came with a killer uh, sunburn. I don't know if you can see that. You can see that right there. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that. Try not to show nipple. <laughs> Rip my shirt off right now if I could. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I did it on stage last night. I wasn't the only comic, though, that had a, a bad suntan. So I'm like, damn it. Fucking Nate stole my thunder. Damn you. Went before me. Um, Dude, I posted a picture on my, a story on my Instagram, and swear to God, it got the most views I've ever gotten on any story I've ever posted, bro. It was like 420 views or some shit like that. Now, I don't know if you guys are more popping than I am or not, but that shit is a lot to me, man. Anytime I get over like 125, 100 and I've gotten like 150 a couple of times, I've gotten a couple 200s, but like anytime it's over 300 400 it's like rare as fuck for my <laughs> instagram it's gotta get something weird into the algorithm or the algorithm um yeah man people just want to see your downfall man it's crazy sometimes your literal downfall <laughs> i was joking about this last night man um so i've been djing at this uh late night spot called accidental chaos uh and um it's fucking, uh, it's been fun. It's been fun just hanging out with the crew. It's like any night I'm free, I've just been over there. Um, kind of like host, host DJ and I'd let me rip a set every, uh, every night. What not? We have a good little free. Um, but yeah, I've been going over there and they have a DJ booth, but it's set up in like a up little balcony, like nook area. That's supposed to be like a little extra storage space. Um, but they set it up up there so gotta like climb a ladder to get up there climb it to get down and so it's like a full story above your boy ate shit and like missed a step on the ladder and actually fell down onto uh onto the ground like it's crazy it was crazy i think i have a i think i got a, I got a bruise somewhere but like um just noticed i had a bruise i think it's over here i got a bruise this just showed up like today though. I got a yeah, I got a bruise right here. Um, I got a bruise on my leg. I think, I think, I, I, think I can show you this. <laughs> it wasn't a domestic uh abuse, uh, so you don't need to investigate. But um yeah, and I think I sprained my foot a little bit, but <laughs> but I was just running on adrenaline and I like got up immediately and tried to play it off, and everybody was just like, oh, what the fuck, bro? <laughs> like, this fool just fell in this from the sky, man. Like, I, yo, I felt like, broom, like a fucking sack of potatoes, man. Like, you throw it off a balcony. That's what, <laughs> that's what I felt like. Dude, 
there was a so like <sighs> all right so the situation was like there was another comic who was supposed to go on and then he was like uh talking on the phone outside the room so he wasn't available he's like all right i'll just go next or whatever and so they're like all right mar you ready and i'm like all right cool i cue song up real quick and it is like a six second little like super mario sound effect sound and so my dumb ass thought i like think i was just in the moment that i thought that i could make or i could like play the sound effects get down there and then within like a second or two be able to get up on stage which did not fucking happen <laughs> so i'm taking my goddamn time uh from here on out going up and down that shit um which i was very conservative and going up and down when i first got there but like i'd been chilling over there for like a couple weeks and a month or so just uh <laughs> doing that shit but um my god that was fucking scary that moment i'm so glad that there wasn't any chairs or anything that i landed on because i just kind of landed flush just on the ground on the side but i'll pop back up and be <laughs> so crazy because the week prior somebody had fallen from that uh exact same spot but like way more tragically when <laughs> they got it on footage videotape uh and I got a chance to watch that. And that dude was laying there like he had fucking got shot, bro. It looked like a fucking Italian soccer player just. <laughs> Yo. Yo, my ass got up like I was in an MMA fight. Like, oh, no, he's going to take my back. <laughs> God damn, bro. That was fucking tragic. Oh, man. Uh, he's praying on my downfall, man. <laughs> Oh shit. Shout out to T Grizzly. Oh man. That's so stupid. Um Bro, there was a, a moment in my head where I felt like I was fucking uh Mufasa in uh the Lion King, bro. Like where I missed that step and like I cause there's a couple handles that you can grab like on each side and I tried to grab <laughs> the one with my right hand and I missed it. Like if the handle was like the microphone, it was like this. It was like I missed it by like an inch <laughs> as like momentum and momentum is going back and I'm falling I'm like I'm like Simba <laughs> felt like in my head dude oh my god that was that was tragic um but yeah I did a set <laughs> I tried to tell jokes after I couldn't fucking do it man I couldn't fucking do it man so uh yeah shout out to Mufasa man I fucking sympathize with you man I like unfortunately unfortunately for me there wasn't a stampede of uh hurting buffalo that were gonna uh uh kill me there but uh hey man it's still the uh, i think it, it hurt me like emotionally more than it did physically <laughs> but uh, i got a couple bumps and bruises you know you know I had to ice my foot i think i sprained my foot a little bit um just icing my foot over the weekend it wasn't that bad man like i'm not that too bad yeah, i did a fucking leg workout yesterday i'm okay i'm okay i'm all right i'm okay man i'm fucking built for this <laughs> Um. Yeah, man. How did we get to this topic? I don't know how the fuck I got. Oh man. Yeah. Oh yeah. People praying on my downfall, man. It's fucking crazy, man. So yeah, I'm sunburnt. Got hella views and shit. And then that happened. And uh, uh, <laughs> shout out to J. Ron and everybody else who was in the building. I saw that shit. That was fucking crazy. Um, that's what it was like over here, like <laughs> helping me out every time I go up the ladder, down the ladder. Um. 
yeah, we were talking about NBA NBA finals. Um Steph Curry's really fucking good. This just in. This just in. Um dude, when he pulls up and shoots it from like outside of 30 feet and it just splashes in just so beautifully, like that arena still goes crazy. Um even if it's not rhetorical, you know what I'm saying? They're not in Oakland, they're not in the town anymore. They moved across the bridge. They're in the city now. And this is the first time having a playoff run in this new building. Um Bro, it seems like they're still going dumb as fuck in there. So, um, it seems pretty active and pretty lit. So, uh, <laughs> you're not going to get this analysis from any other podcast, right? Um, this just in, <laughs> Chase Center goes dumb as fuck. Uh, <laughs> them motherfuckers go many. Puro caballero. Quote me. Quote me. So, yeah. Uh, series tied is 1 1. The Warriors won the last game. Celtics uh, got a surprising game, one victory um last friday and um thursday i want to say um a lot of days off in the series but uh they uh yeah man they had a good al horford game he was hitting a lot of jumpers a lot of three-pointers they're leaving him wide open tatum had uh he only had like 13 points or something but had like shit ton of assists so uh he was setting the tone distributing making the right decisions and uh the second game he was turned into a little bit more offensive player he was hitting a lot more of his shots be more aggressive but his teammates weren't able to help him out as much in the second game and they felt pretty cold in the second half as i mentioned before so uh so yeah it's tied 1-1 and they are headed uh back over to boston it's going to beantown uh game three will be tomorrow it'll be a pretty decisive game uh we'll see what happens there um i think he i feel like some of the boston role players might play a little better that's typically what's what uh what occurs when you go back home um, I think guys like Grant Williams, uh, Robert Williams, still not 100% out there. He's playing a little uh, banged up. Um, we'll see if the home crowd can help him out. Let's see if they uh, decide to roll Tice. Or, I know Pritchard has been playing a lot of minutes for them, as, long, as well as uh, Derek White. Uh, White has actually played well in the finals, which is kind of crazy because the, the Brooklyn Nets were basically leaving him wide open and forcing him to shoot because he was so, so cold from the three-point line. Uh, he didn't have a good stretch once he got traded over to Boston. He's playing well in other other categories, distributing, you know, playing playing his point guard role, playing defense and whatnot. But his jumper wasn't right, and it uh, wasn't shooting well for three, and that continued into the playoffs. But the last couple of games, he's actually shot the ball pretty well and has uh, hit some some bigger shots for them. So uh, so he's been getting more minutes uh, as a result. Um, but, yeah, uh, we'll see what happens, man. This fucking craziness going on with Draymond and um, – Celtics, him talking shit, man. The last game, he looked like he was on like 11, <laughs> just going at it. Big controversy of him getting tangled up there with uh, Jalen Brown. People think he should have got tossed. I, I think he probably should have got tossed. I didn't really see it in the moment, but like in retrospect, uh, if you're going to call it by the letter of the law. But um, yeah, I mean, like you already gave him a tech. He should be having like somewhat of a warning to like chill out. And if he doesn't, then that's that's on him, right? So I don't know, to eat, uh, but like that's uh, this guy who has like a uh, is a, is a habitual line stepper, so he is known to like fuck around and push the boundaries with these goddamn refs, man. So uh, yeah, we'll see what happens with that. But um, but yeah, well, how'd they get here? Uh, Warriors were able to knock down Dallas in five. Steph wins the Magic Johnson Trophy for the Western Conference MVP. Um, uh, it looks like. If the Warriors win, he's probably going to get that trophy, his first uh, uh, finals MVP trophy since Durant and uh, Andre Iguodala took the first one from him. Durant took the last two. Um, deservedly show, man. 
fucking team. Um, but yeah, first ever trophy for the conference finals MVP. So they call it the Magic and then the Larry Bird trophy. Uh, Larry Bird trophy went over to Jason Tatum uh, over there on the seas. Dude, they barely made it past the, the Miami Heat in seven games, man. Like, it was a very close, close call on that game seven. They, they almost choked it away. It was crazy. Oh, uh, that game. One shot from Jimmy Butler. Uh, he makes one more shot, and it's the Heat in the finals. It might be. Like, there's a very good chance that is what happens because, holy shit, man. Like, oh, he just he shot it short crazy naturally after playing all those minutes and whatnot so they were in a little bit of a war just to get over to play into um playing um golden state so um yeah i feel like they've kind of arrived i don't know i feel like they kind of arrived early but like kind of like not like they're kind of on time like when they made the conference finals against lebron and the Cavs a few years back in 2018 that was definitely like a, a a bit early with the the core group of guys that they have, um, which I guess nowadays is only Marcus Smart, Tatum, and Brown. Um, Jalen Brown, to his credit, has played very well in these finals, so like give him props. But um, and like throughout the playoffs as well too, come up clutch on some big games. But uh, yeah, I guess those three guys together they've kind of uh, coalesced and brought the brought their team prominence now man you got the defensive player of the year and then one of like the the budding superstars man tatum tatum reminds me of like a t-mac man that dynamic with his uh um, ability to attack on the wing pull up from three distribute now he's doing a lot better job of uh manipulating the game using his like uh um maybe like uh drawing extra defenders so he can distribute a little bit more and understand where the the rotations and the double teams are coming. He's very savvy when it comes to that stuff. He's like um a little bit of a killer in like the the mid post range area too. He's kind of got that little uh OB fadeaway. So he's really good with those kind of uh, nifty skills along with uh having the ability to shoot from deep and uh like super athletic, super young and willing to put in that effort, man. So he's a fucking uh, a problem for the future, man. Might be him and Giannis battling it out. Him, Giannis, and and Embiid for the next few seasons over who's gonna make it out of the East. Um, and then we, I mean, we can't, we can't. Uh, we'll see, we'll see about the Heat. They're kind of built with uh, um, a few different guys, not necessarily one or two. Leading them. Um, Butler, very, very talented. He very much relies on his teammates. Caps that he weaknesses um a little bit more than i guess the other guys that i just mentioned but uh but yeah it's a team game man you need everybody so um yeah he won the larry bird eastern conference finals mvp trophy um and then yeah that's pretty much it for the last couple of weeks um a little off-court news nikola Jokic, this uh denver nuggets big man is going to sign a supermax deal worth 260 million over five years very much deserved um nikola uh, go enjoy your horses out there in Serbia. Um, and say what's up to my homie Ryan Radusinovic. He's out there right now in Serbia. And uh, he's been traveling the Middle East. Or not the Middle East. Fucking. <laughs> what is it? Fucking Eastern Europe. Um, geography. Jesus. Um, yeah, he's been traveling in that them parts of the world. He was in Montenegro, I believe, a couple of days ago. So, uh, so yeah. Used to be. It's. 
one country. Now it's two countries. Um, yes, a lot of political uh, uh, tensions <laughs> and um, cultural tensions. Uh, you can research yourself, but um, that's the homie Ryan. But yeah, Jokic making that money, though. Uh, let's see here. We have uh, the Lakers hiring Bucks assistant coach Darvin Ham as their head coach. He just signed a deal. Um, just did his press conference, I want to say, yesterday. And talking about how Russ is still a great player and part of the future of the Lakers. So we'll see what the hell that means. And I think that's kind of some, something you kind of have to say right now. You kind of have to win the trust of the, the people you have on your roster. And then once that changes, then that changes, right? So, like, you know, like, you kind of have to, like, uh, appease uh, some of those players. But gonna, I don't know. I think it might be difficult if all those guys, all three of those guys come back. You try to, like, uh, run it back the same exact way. Because, um, I don't know. I feel like having just AD there more kind of smooth, smoothing some of the issues that they've had last year, especially defensively. But, like, not everything, you know what I mean? We'll see We'll see how he turns up. Put on a lot more extra muscle and weight and bulk this last season compared to the prior. Honestly, kind of had two fluky injuries, but, like, does that play a part in it? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. It's hard to say. Hard to say, man. Um, so, yeah, Darvin Ham, good luck. Good luck with that Lakers job. He's, gonna, he's under the microscope. Uh, going to be... Be a lot of pressure. Got to replace uh, a coach who won a championship and then barely made the playoffs and then they didn't make the playoffs. So there you go. Um, see with Frank Vogel, what happens to him? Um, yeah, championship winning coach. Um, crazy. Not like you just can't coach overnight, right? So defensive coach and they gave him an offensive kind of roster. Uh, I don't know. Is it his fault necessarily? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, but that's uh, that's the way of the world there in the NBA. So they gotta they gotta blame somebody, change something. So Sir Darvin Ham, there you go. All right, took him a while to find out. Um, let's see. A uh, Quinn Snyder is stepping down his uh, from his job with the Jazz um, as head coach. Looks like he says he's gonna try to take a year off, maybe go back into uh, coaching search next season. Uh, he said that they needed a new voice, a new new leader in the locker room. Around. Apparently, ownership really wanted to keep him. Tried to beg him to make him stay, but man was like, nah, I'm out of here. Uh, you guys figure this shit out. <laughs> I don't want to deal with this whole Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Should, uh, should they be together? Should they not be together? Whole bullshit. So, uh, so he's out of there. So, yeah, don't know what's going to happen they're going to hire at this point because it's a little late into the game um a lot of the teams that like wanted to change head coaches who have been um either eliminated early in the playoffs or just missed the playoffs altogether they've already kind of like made decisions on on uh, new hires so the pool out there is not as big but yeah we'll see what happens with uh, the utah jazz haven't had many head coaches in recent years i mean quinn was there for like what five or six seasons and um Jerry Sloan was there for fucking ever. Um, I want to say they had. Um, if so, anyway. Wild. So, uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, let's see. CJ McCollum of the Pelicans is going to join ESPN as an NBA analyst. 
we'll see how interactive that's going to be. We'll see if he's just going to do like Zoom hits in the morning time from his hotel rooms on travel days or whatever, or what that entails. Um, but yeah, that's just it's just a big trend now where we got these active players wanting to also be a part of the media and dip their toes into that that world and that realm. Um, dude, you see the the big old contracts they get from some of these uh, uh, companies, and I mean, why not, right? Why the fuck not? So um, I'm not sure if it was reported how much he's gonna be making or how much work he's gonna be doing. So um, there've been guys who've done certain things in the past. I know Greg Olson was uh, doing certain things with the NFL. Josh Norman as well is doing little pieces on his off days. Um, the NBA is like a little bit more of a grind, so I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I'm sure. You're, I don't know. I don't know. They come to New York. I'm sure he's gonna stop by the studio in the morning, do all the morning shows, all that stuff. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, let's see. Speaking of making moves off the court, LeBron becomes the first active NBA player to get uh, one billion dollars net worth. Um, but yeah, that's active. So he's the second NBA uh, player or ex-NBA player after Michael Jordan. So yeah, uh, congrats to LeBron. A lot of his uh, money obviously is made in salary, but a majority has been made in his sneaker endorsement, other off-the-court uh, endorsements, um, as well as his investments in his like Spring Hill Media uh, company. And they're making productions all the time in Hollywood. So he's making inroads there. He's got the, uh, um, the, him and Maverick Carter got that agency going on, Clutch Sports. So, I mean, he, I mean, the dude's in a, a lot of different um, avenues just making bread. So, yeah, shout out to LeBron. Um, hope you're enjoying your extended vacation this offseason. I'm not sure. Uh, when's the last time you were able to enjoy it like this? Um, probably, probably not enjoying it because he's not playing, but hey, you know what I mean. Uh, speaking of billionaires, uh, apparently Phil Knight, current billionaire owner of Nike, apparently has made bids towards uh, buying the Portland Trailblazers uh, NBA franchise there. Huge, uh, huge basketball market there in Portland. They love the, the Blazers there. There's a, a one-sport town. And uh, that's Nike's headquarters there up in Oregon. Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that's kind of a natural fit, you would say. I think he had a $2 billion bid that he had, um, um, you know, asked the owners to entertain, the current owners. And they decided that uh, they're not willing to sell the team yet, um, or at least, I guess, ever. But we'll see if that changes. Um the previous owner was Paul G. Allen, who was uh, uh, one of the executives at Microsoft, uh, another billionaire, crazy, uh, who passed away a few years ago. So it's his trust now that is running the team. Um, we believe they're also running the Seattle Seahawks organization still as well, because he owned those, both those franchises up in the, the Northwest. So we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if that changes. A lot of money, man. It's a lot of money coming your way. But I mean, there's a lot of pride to be owning an NBA franchise, so. As a trust, I'm not sure. Like, it's just like one or two people that are designated for you to be like operating and like showing up to like the ownership meetings and stuff like that. Or is it the change? You know, is it like you got this meeting this time, a person next time, or whatever? Or, huh. Um, yeah, so it was Phil Knight and the Dodgers co owner, Alan Smolinski, who was a uh, part of that, which is crazy because there was another 
uh, Dodgers co-owner, I think Tim DeBoe, his name, who is now owner of the Chelsea Football Club. So, like, all these fucking Dodgers owners have, like, crazy money. Dude, they spend so much on their team as well. Magic's part of that ownership group as well, too. So, it's like fucking, dude, money's just the fucking, just, there's just, money knows other money, right? You know, crazy. Yeah, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens there. Um, go to NFL lose. Um, Colin Kaepernick in the news. Apparently, he was uh, granted a opportunity to work out with the Raiders, the Vegas Raiders, on March twenty fifth. So yeah, about a week and a half ago, I guess two weeks ago. Yeah. Um. No deals apparently is in sight. I just saw like an update that happened a couple hours ago that apparently Carr would be open to having him. Um, yeah, I mean, who knows? Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Um, the quarterback depth chart right now for Raiders, I mean, it's not the strongest behind him. Mariota went and left and is now on the Falcons. So um, I want to say they have um, Nathan Peterman, who was like, I saw him in the preseason. He's like, not. Not as bad as you last remembered him when he was playing in Buffalo, let me just say that. Um, but, yeah, not necessarily the talented guy, I guess. I don't know. So, Kaepernick, I, I think, could possibly fit in there. But who knows? Who knows? Who knows? They're going to give a chance on an older quarterback like that. It's just like as time moves on, it just becomes that much harder, I feel like. But maybe less so in the public eye in terms of the backlash you might get for signing a dude like that. So, who knows? Who knows? Maybe the team's looking to get another image. Uh, or the shit show that happened with Gruden and how he left the team and what was going on with fucking Ruggs and uh, Arnett, dude. Fucking shh. Yeah, we don't got to talk about that no more. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know what happens. Uh, more off the field news. Uh, Aaron Donald, the best player in the game. I'll say it right now. Um, quarterback or non-quarterback, the most dominant player. Uh, just got himself a big race and a well-deserved race. He is now the most uh, highest-paid player, non-quarterback in the NFL. Uh, new contract that he just got. It makes him uh, a very rich man at $95 million over three years. It is a $40 million raise over his previous contract uh, over the life of that deal. And he's got $65 million guaranteed for the first two years over those first two years. So uh, congratulations, sir. You fucking you, you earned it. You did it. Uh, coming off a Super Bowl win and all that stuff. So it's like, uh, that's pretty wild. Pretty wild. Um, he was threatening to possibly retire this offseason. He's like, I've already earned it. I've already done enough, man. I mean, you want me to play here? Like, you got to pay me like the best dude. And the Rams were like, yeah, we can do that. That's fine. <laughs> you got it, bro. You got it, uh, big boy. Uh, you fucking led our team to the Super Bowl. You deserve this. So, uh, here, take all this cash. So yeah, that's uh, it's a lot of money, man. It's a lot of money. So, congratulations, Aaron Donald. Get that bag, son. Get that bag. Um, speaking of getting that bag, we have Cleveland Browns signed David Njoku on a four-year, fifty-six point seven five million dollar extension with twenty-eight million dollars guaranteed. Congratulations, David. I feel like he's kind of like uh, won the war. Um, <laughs> uh, those battles between those other tight ends he had on the death chart, and it was like it was Austin Hooper and uh, a couple other guys they brought, would bring in. I feel like he's always just been like the second or third tight end on the death chart for the last like four years since he's coming to the NFL. Um, but yeah, David Njoku, 
signing himself a long-term contract there for Cleveland? Is he going to catch pass from Deshaun Watson? Eh, if you listen to read those latest allegations, maybe not. Seeming kind of dicey. Maybe Baker. <laughs> Probably not Baker, but hey, we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Uh, let's see. Nick Foles reuniting with um, uh, head coach uh, with the Colts. Why can't I think of this? Frank Rake. Frank. I want to say he was the offensive coordinator of the Eagles when they won the Super Bowl. He was the, the backup. Came in and uh, led the team all the way. So, yeah. Uh, he's signing with the Colts on a two-year deal, so he's going to be the backup to uh, to Matty Ice, uh, Matt Ryan, apparently. So, yeah, why not one veteran white quarterback? Let's get two. All right. Um, let's see here. Brian Fitzpatrick retiring after 17 long seasons in the NFL. Uh, he was a complete journeyman, a testament to his uh, moxie and his uh, um, – effort and whatnot uh he survived nine different teams 15 seasons nine teams that's a testament to him man i remember even later deep into his career he was still out there gunslinging it man those years he had with the jets or something i still will never forget in like a bad way the fact that he completed that damn pass against the raiders uh when he was on the dolphins a couple years ago that was insane i still i that's that still blows my mind that that Made, that he made that catch along the sideline. Anyway, fucking insane. Um, they should not have lost that game. Um, <laughs> mm, just certain things you just, mm, man, now I'm upset. Um, but yeah, <laughs> Fitzy got some gears with the uh, throwing bombs over there in Tampa as well. I know he played in Buffalo, St. Louis Rams. That's how long he was in the NFL. His fucking team had not even left Missouri yet. Um, so yeah. Apparently, he's moving over to the broadcast booth. He's going to help Amazon on their Thursday night football broadcast. I don't know if he's going to be doing. Uh, he's probably going to be doing uh, analyst work at the desk versus uh, in the booth. But we'll see. We'll see where the hell they use him. We'll see. Hopefully, he keeps that long, luxurious beard and uh, keeps uh, stunting on fools with uh, Deshaun Jackson's chains. Because uh, that was a crazy press conference moment. That was hilarious. Uh, <laughs> Let's see what else going on. Uh, Arizona Cardinals is going to be featured on the second season of Hard Knocks uh, in season edition. Colts were on there last year. I think they have it on Amazon Prime. I didn't watch it, so I don't know how it was, but um, kind of invasive. We'll see. We'll see uh, Cliff Kingsbury relationship with Kyler Murray. I know there was like uh, a lot of talk about how that was like a little bit of friction going on. So we'll see how that happens. See how they do. Uh, what else going on? Apparently, NFL is considering uh, considering eliminating the Pro Bowl game. Apparently, trying to other shit because nobody watches it, and, and none of the players really give a shit about putting an effort. So it's like, why do this again? Why fucking beat a head, dead horse? Let's, let's try to do something different. So yeah, maybe maybe they. Oh, I don't know. 
We're talking about Thursday Night Football. Uh, apparently, Amazon's eyeing McAfee, Pat McAfee for an alternate broadcast of uh, Thursday Night Football, which would be fucking dope. Uh, but this dude's a busy dude, and I don't know if it fits the schedule. It would be sick. I'm sure he would demand a lot of money to do that shit, and a lot of like perks, as he's uh, done in the past when he was traveled to um, all the colleges and whatnot for for ESPN when he was uh, working for doing that shit. Yeah, get your money, Pat man. Uh, Pat Mac, that shit. Hammer down, get that champion, be a champion. Um, <laughs> but yeah. See what happens there. There's that football, man. Amazon, they got that Buku Bucks, man. They got them Bezos dollars, man. Crazy. Bezos pesos. <laughs> what they got there. Crazy shit. Uh, see, John Madden back on the cover of Madden 23. Uh, may he rest in peace. Rest his soul. Um, legend. Well-deserved. I think it's cool. I think everybody in the NFL, they know what's up. They're not complaining. They're It'll be New Year's. Uh, you can have that shit. Uh, it's first time he's been on the cover since they had like a coach's edition. I want to say back in like 06, like the Xbox. So um, yeah, that was uh, that was a thing. That was the whole thing. But um, yeah, let me see what else going on. Um, some sad news off the field. Or actually, this is kind of good, kind of better news, but it's like legal shit. So uh, we were talking about this last time, but Jerry Judy he had his charges dismissed uh, after he got arrested over some. Uh, dispute that he had with his girlfriend, his baby mama. Um, apparently, his baby mama had his phone, so he locked her wallet and his child's items in his car. And so she called the police being like, hey, can you like keep an eye on this? And then the police came and were like, all right, well, we're just going to arrest him. And she was like, whoa, wait, chill. I didn't want that shit. And they were like, no, 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 no. <laughs> we're going to arrest him anyway. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, apparently they're cool now about it. They've They've settled their differences. I guess hopefully all the best was all the best of them but like yeah that was uh when you read the first headline you're like oh shit that don't look that don't look that great but then you read the details and you're like oh okay i get it i'll get it and it's, you know people have differences it happens people get petty you know it happens that news i want fortunately um arizona colonel's jeff gladney passed away uh in a car accident at the age of 25 he's a former uh cornerback at tcu he was selected 31st by the Vikings overall in 2020, and um, I want to say last season missed it because of uh, injury. He was going to try to play this year with the Cardinals and unfortunately passed away, so may he, may he rest in peace. Um, also, former Dallas Cowboy running back Marion Barber was found dead in his apartment by uh, Frisco, Texas police on um, Wednesday, June 1st, so a week ago. ago. Um, that was a sad stitch situation as well so may both of them rest in peace man that was a unfortunate unfortunate news to read on both their accounts so um yeah crazy 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 stuff um as we switch over to world football um i'm not sure if you guys saw this it's hard to transition off of that but like man uh craziness happening at the champions league final that took place at Par in paris which it was re um rescheduled and uh, uh, the location was changed because it was supposed to be in St. Petersburg but we all know the fucking Russia ain't playing nice right now so they're like alright nah we <laughs> nah we're, we're doing it elsewhere so yeah it was in Paris and uh, unfortunately there was problems for uh, a lot of the fans getting into the arena um, into the stadium there was apparently a lot of issues with Liverpool fans um, there were 
issues with the crowd, uh, the security controlling the crowds, and there was the people getting funneled and and pushed together, and there was tear gas used and uh, to disperse people, and apparently there was locals who were like uh, robbing some of the people who had. Uh, arrived there both from Spain and from England and from anywhere else uh, as they left the game too um, there were a bunch of uh, apparently fake tickets that had been uh, created on the Liverpool side because they had decided to use physical tickets to print out uh, to the 20,000 fans that they had available there was an extra 40 to 45,000 uh, Liverpool fans that had traveled to uh, to Paris so there was a lot of fans that didn't have tickets that some of them were trying to jump the gates and get in there. A lot of people got arrested. So it was chaos, and they had to delay the start of the match by like 30, over 30 minutes. So it was, it was kind of crazy as uh, we were watching it, and I was reading the news, and I'm looking at the video footage, and I'm like, oh, shit, this is not, this is not cool considering that like Liverpool's got a bad history of uh, uh, overcrowding. I know there was that Brentford disaster where there was a lot of people who ended up getting trampled and ended up having serious injuries and eventually passed away. Uh, a lot of, I mean, almost 90 people, man. It was like crazy. So that was uh, tragic. But um, yeah, I'm sure there were some people who had memories of that. And they were getting flashbacks. I read a, one interview of a person who, who mentioned that specifically. So uh, it was fucking wild scenes out there, bro. That shit was crazy. And that's completely outside of like what actually happened inside the, inside the uh, stadium. So like there was some people who didn't get to see big chunks of that first half, even despite the, the delay. So, um, like mostly on the Liverpool side, so it was it was crazy, crazy, and it looked like they had like a lot of the entrances gated off, and they were trying to funnel people to certain entryways, but like that just created just every everybody funneling in just thousands of people, so they, were, they apparently didn't have the manpower to check enough people as they uh, as they should have, but um, yeah, apparently it was a shit show, <laughs> so everybody's doing investigations into it now. I know I was like people were questioning uh. France and Paris specifically about their abilities to host big events now because apparently they got the Rugby World Cup going going on later uh, at that same stadium. They got the um, Olympics coming up in a couple years there in France. So it's like Paris. So it's like everybody's like, damn, what the fuck? We need to get our shit together. And um, but there was also a lot of finger pointing. There is like a lot of the Liverpool fans got blamed uh, for the issues. Liverpool and like a lot of the the English government representatives and stuff have been pointing the, the finger back at the uh, French and city of Paris and UEFA. And even um, people, representatives for Real Madrid were upset too because some of their friends got mugged uh, leaving the stadium as well. And some of them had issues getting in it also. Um, there were people who got, had, there was like 2,000 people who, could, who didn't get uh, uh, into the stadium because of the issue. So those people are apparently going to get refunded some some money but like i mean shit you missed the fucking final man it's like moment you got to try to be there for um i know andy robertson um he had said that he had a friend of his who had a like legit ticket get denied it at the the gate because they said he had a fake one probably happened is somebody copied his ticket and scanned in and uh nullified his ticket or whatever and uh probably was like the the seats he was supposed to be assigned to so yeah, craziness all around, man. Crazy shit. So, uh, what happened in the match is like I think like very secondary to like all that craziness. Um, but uh, it's humanity first, man, right? But uh, fucking Real Madrid ended up getting the victory one nil. 
uh, Vinicius Jr. scored the, the only goal of the match in the second half. And uh, it was a pretty tense final. Uh, Madrid was able to, to um, play defensively and just kind of not necessarily park the bus, but they definitely uh, were able to, to hold off Liverpool down the stretch because they were uh, pressing and pressing, brought in a lot of attackers and were trying to like pick apart the defense and weren't able to do so. So congrats to Real Madrid. Um, a la Madrid, they won their 14th uh, European Cup championship, which is a record uh, at the moment. Liverpool, I want to say second. They have six still. I think they're about to get seven. So, um, yeah, man, crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. Um, Liverpool had a hell of a season, uh, despite the fact that they did not win uh, the Champions League. They came one game, one match short um, of winning that. And unfortunately, they did not win the Premier League, which they also were like one match short which is fucking insane considering that they only lost two times in the whole season. In the whole season, they only lost twice. So uh, Manchester City had that epic of a season, and they matched them um, all the way through. So they were able to beat them, I want to say, by like one point, one or two points. It was crazy. Beat them on the final day, and they had to come back against Aston Villa. They were down two to nothing, and they had to come back and get the victory. And they scored three goals in like six or seven minutes, and it was it was just like bang, 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 like right in a row. And you're like, wow, is this fucking happening? Liverpool was, uh, they were in a match as well, too. They had to come back down one nothing. So it was crazy all around. You're just like, sheesh, man. So Liverpool, I want to say they ended up winning like three to one that, that match. But um, yeah, it's crazy. Aston Villa almost did it, man. They almost, they almost did it. They came very close, but can't do, no can't. And City won the Premier League. Uh, Mohamed Salah and uh, Youngmin Son share the Golden Boot. Award. Got 23 goals on the season. Congrats to both. I want to say Salah got the whatever award it is for most of this. I, I believe so. Um, Anyway, it looks like Liverpool's roster might be a little bit different next season. We got Divac Origi, who is already going to go over to AC Milan. But another striker, Sadio Mane, has expressed his interest in now in joining Bayern Munich. Apparently, there might be some moving pieces going around now because um, Robert Lewandowski says that he wants to move on and uh, uh, go to another squad. He hasn't said specifically which one, but I think er all arrows point to Barcelona. So it looks like he wants to go to the Catalan Club and play for them. Uh, we'll see how that looks uh, for the financial fair play situation considering Barcelona says that they're fucking broke and have been for the last couple seasons. So, I mean, that's the reason they can keep Messi. So, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see how that, uh, how that happens and what goes down. Um, so, yeah, it looks like I want to go out there. So that means more striking options available uh, to join the Bavarian club. Um, we'll see. We'll see if Mane goes over there. But he's already expressed his interest to go. Bayern, they want to keep Lewandowski, so it's his decision. He says he wants to go, so we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Um, Liverpool confirmed the signing of Fulham forward Fabio Carvalho. So it looks like, yeah, they'll have young guys in the wings ready to come up for the next few seasons. Uh, Jota, Luis Diaz are still really young as well. I mean, the young guys, Konate, like you got Trent Alexander Arnold and Andy Robertson who's going to be there. Uh, knock on injury for a while. 
as well. Um, yeah, they got, and then they got some of the guys who are getting a little older. We'll see what happens with Salah. I think he's going to play out this contract and figure out what's going to happen the year after. Um, hopefully they can keep him. Sadio leaves, that wouldn't be sad. Um, Bobby Firmino possibly too. He, I don't know. We'll see what happens with that. I mean, he's, he's kind of changed his role in the last season and a half. So we'll see. Um, yeah, a lot of craziness going on. Uh, Kylian Mbappe, he's decided he does not want to go to Real Madrid, and he decided he was re up. Uh, he signed a new contract with PSG uh, for three years. He's going to be making a cuckoo bucks as well. More, uh, more oil money over there in Paris. So, but yeah, he's sticking around there. Um, still, still very crowded uh, roster there with him, Neymar, and Messi. And Angel Di Maria and Mauro Icardi and like, et cetera, et cetera. So uh, we'll see what happens with PSG. See if they disappoint again <laughs> in the Champions League. Yeah, I'm sure that's his uh his goal and his dream. Championship, elusive championship to French capital. We'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, so I already brought the um Euros World Cup. What did they get? Euros. We got the Euros. No, Italian? No, did they? Two euros ago, I want to say. Two euros ago. Yeah, because Italy got the most recent one. And the World Cup. Who won the last World Cup? Jesus Christ. Who won the last? Yeah, it was France. It was France 2018. Mm 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 mm. The only team ever to play in every tournament. Crazy. Crazy. 2018. Yeah. I guess you're right. I guess you right. All right. Um. What happens? My motherfucking phone. Get distracted. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see else. All right, so that's Mbappe. Um, all right, so a couple more news. Uh, so yeah, Leeds signed American midfielder Brendan Arison for a reported $28 million fee. Another American going abroad. What up, what up, what up? Um, Leeds still in the prem. They are barely managed to hold on, but they survived. I want to say they were in the relegation zone and were scheduled to be relegated all the way up until like a couple weeks before the season. So congrats to Leeds for making it, surviving. And yeah, hopefully Brendan Anderson can show out. England, uh, do a good job there. Uh, the Premier League approves the Chelsea takeover. Um, UK government is finalizing the sale. The Dodgers co-owner Todd Bowley for $5.3 billion from Roman Obramovich, which is a lot of money. But Chelsea Football Club, the way that Obramovich had run it, they were worth quite a bit, man. That dude spared no expense to try to make sure they competed, man, because they... They were always uh, in that top four conversation for a long stretch, and that club didn't have it necessarily as uh, prominent a history going into uh, his ownership group. But man, they uh, the Drogba eras, the the Lampard era, like that whole uh, that whole run that they had, the the Petr Cech in goal era, um, Ashley Cole, all them good players that they had for that long stretch. Um, yeah, man, they uh, they've been doing their thing. So it uh, looks like. 
Chelsea can now go out of their uh, um, out now spend and try to improve the team, and we'll see what Thomas Tuchel's side can then if they move on from Ramaluku Lukaku. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, it didn't seem like that went too well for them. <laughs> Bringing him in for the second time. So, uh, yeah, we'll see if he goes back to Inter Milan or what. Yeah. Let's talk about baseball. Let's do that. Um, Anaheim Mayor Harry Sidhu resigns on May the 23rd uh, amid an Angel Stadium corruption scandal. Apparently, he had uh, allegedly given Angels inside information during negotiations of sale of the stadium site to the owner, Artie Moreno. Sidhu was asking for $1 million campaign contribution for uh, the re-election this November. That's pretty crazy. That's pretty wild. Hey, pay me some money, and then I'll help you with getting this land deal done. Like, you pat my back, I pat yours. Which is like something we hear about in politics happening all the time. Documented. And he had to resign because of it. Interesting, because I feel like some of these politicians say, like, well, what of it? And then not going anywhere. So sometimes nothing happens. So <laughs> sometimes they just, I guess it's just somewhere that just, fuck it. I'm done here, guys. Some wild baseball stories have been going on. I don't know if you guys have been paying attention. Let's talk about this one right here. Uh, Josh Donaldson and Tim Bradley, or Tim Anderson, excuse me. Uh, Tim Bradley, good boxer. Um, <laughs> Tim Anderson on the White Sox and Donaldson now on the Yankees. Uh, they had a whole uh, situation go down. Apparently, Donaldson call was calling... Um, uh, Anderson, I keep forgetting his last name. He's calling Anderson Jackie in reference to um, Jackie Robinson, which was in a, a reference to a quote that apparently Anderson had a few seasons ago where he said he wants to be the, ja uh, the Jackie Robinson of his generation, baseball or whatever. Uh, I think he wanted to explain it like in how he played the game, uh, maybe not necessarily for being like the, I guess, the racial... Uh, uh, breaking the color barrier and stuff like that. But I mean, representing for his peoples too, that's definitely a part of it. And he, he showed that shit during the whole Black Lives Matter movement stuff too. Um, and he's not a guy that who, who uh, is shy to share his uh, point of view at all. So uh, more power to you, Tim. Um, so yeah, he got upset because he was being called Jackie and he told him not to. Apparently, uh, Donaldson had said that this was like a whole thing that he had mentioned prior in seasons past and he was joking that he had Know, joke with them about it and apparently tim anderson told him like hey we did joke about it but like hey he told him to stop and not do that shit took offense to that shit so then it became a whole ordeal where it's like all right is dust donaldson racist or whatever and and uh did he do like a you know it was that action racist and what perspective or the other so yeah his uh his own coach even came out and was just like yeah i wouldn't have said it that way so he's just like yeah i don't know we got like a vote of no confidence <laughs> i don't know so that's kind of uh, wild, but uh, <laughs> you, yeah, I mean, you, you, you decide whatever the fuck you want to in that situation. That was, uh, yeah, I don't think Donaldson is like also a guy who's known to be like kind of a dick too, got it under people's skin. Um, this is somebody who has like rooted for him in the past too when he used to be in the A's. So he's like not everybody's cup of tea, like by any stretch of the imagination. So I completely, I get it if you think. Uh, negatively of him. 
Yeah, but that's like a whole nother like level of assholery if you fucking doing racist shit. So like I don't know how wanna take that. Uh, I'm not the one to be offended by such a remark. I didn't get sent to me personally, and I'm not a community that can speak on that shit. So I'll let you guys make the decision. <laughs> but yeah, that shit was wild though. Uh, another altercation that kind of happened here. Uh, shout out to Jock Peterson and Tommy Pham <laughs> for giving us some good content the last few days. Uh, so Tommy Pham of the Cincinnati Reds now uh, used to play on the San Diego Padres last season. And Jock Peterson, who's currently on the San Francisco Giants last season, was on the Atlanta Braves. Um, last year, we're apparently a part of a fantasy football league where there was some controversial shit that went down. And Tommy Fan is upset about this. Uh, months later, they played like a week ago, and they uh, Tommy Fan sees Jock in the outfield in the batting practice and warmups, comes up to him and then just slaps him right across the face. And you're like, "Damn, son, where'd you find this?" <laughs> and they got some footage of like very far in the distance, very pixelated. You could see them uh, get into the altercation, and Jock's just like. Backs up, and like just like what the fuck, man? Like doesn't really. Then just like the the clip ends, and then, and then like his teammates come in and start like breaking it up. But it was fucking crazy. He was just like, hey man, what the fuck? Bam, <laughs> just like that, crazy. So yeah, apparently what happened is uh, there was an issue Tommy Fam had with the way that Jock Peterson was running his team. He, apparently he said that he had a. Um, Put a player on injured reserve as they were designated out prior to their game on the weekend. And then he had picked up another player to pick up his spot, which is like a typical move that you could do in most leagues, uh, depending on the rules and how it's set up. Uh, normally, that's fine. That's a legal move. You could do that shit. Uh, I've done it many a times. Um, but Tommy Pham saw that as, as hoarding players because apparently in his ESPN league, their rules were set up where you can't do that. So he saw one league. And then looked at his league with these all these other MLB players and was like, man, what the fuck? Why isn't this the same? That's some bullshit. And uh, I get it, but like, hey, every league's got their own rules. So, I mean, you got to play by it, bro. Apparently, after the situation happens, this fool left the league like in week five as like a protest of like, fuck you guys. So, it's like, that's an even more of a bitch move, bro. Like, what the fuck, Tommy? Come on, man. Uh, I feel like I'm going to name my fantasy football team around Tommy Pham and Jock Peterson. I got to put a, a note in this about like remembering to do that when we get later in the fall and we get closer to the football season. Um, but yeah, May 28th, that's when the slap happened. <laughs> yeah, but like 10 days ago, or whatever. So yeah, Tommy Pham got a three day, three game bam over this and uh, didn't end up playing against the Giants that whole time. He accepted the ban and he just took that shit. But, uh, yeah, apparently Jack Peterson, quote unquote, fuck with my money is what he said. So <laughs> it's like, damn, bro, making this a little serious, a little crazy. Apparently there was a lot of money. There was 10 racks on the uh, entry. And if you finish in last, it's another 10 racks. Apparently was like what it said. Now, what's crazy, too, is like the, the, the commissioner of the league apparently was Mike Trout. So <laughs> they asked him about the whole situation. He's like, I'm not going to talk about this. <laughs> like, I shouldn't have been commissioner. Uh, Tommy Pham called him a shitty commissioner, said he let shit happen. Um, also, apparently, Jock Peterson was like sending some like dumb memes in the, in the chat. And that pissed Tommy Pham off. Because he sent a meme where weightlifters 
they're like throwing like uh clearing some weights and you see uh um there's like three of them two of them clear it and you see it's got a logo of the giants and a logo of the dodgers and then there's a logo of the Padres, and you see one guy, and he's just like fucking falls over and crumbles <laughs> because that's what happened to the Padres last season. They were in trying to make the playoffs, and then they fell apart. So he was making a joke about that shit, and Tommy Pham did not take that shit lightly, son. Come on, man. You got to have some more. Uh, come on, fam. <laughs> you got to have a little bit more of uh, thicker skin than that shit, bro. Come on, bro. Come on, bro. You're in your 30s now, too. And I mean... I know you ain't nobody to be fucked with. I know you've been somebody who survived a stabbing and shit. Like, so you're way more of a badass than I am. But like, come on, man. Like, I know you got literal thick skin, but like, have some figurative thick skin too. Okay, all right. <laughs> like, what the fuck, bro? What the fuck, man? <laughs> oh shit! If I ever do shows in San Diego, I'm gonna go make some Tommy Fam jokes. <laughs> oh shit, man. Um, shout out to Jock Peterson though he's actually been kind of doing well he had a he had a three homer game a couple weeks ago um, first since Pablo Sandoval versus Tigers in game I put game Q so that means I fucking fat finger this uh, Q is next to game one so yeah I think that was game one of the 2012 World Series I could look it up but I'm not gonna he had eight RBIs, which tied a Giants record with Orlando Cepeda, Willie Mays, and Brandon Crawford. That's fucking epic, bro. Those are fucking going to be future Hall of Famers. Uh, shout out to B-Craw. I think you're making it, bro. I'm calling it. If you do not make it, it is travesty. Three rings. Three rings. That's all I got to say. Three rings. Him, Posey, fucking Bochi. Put them all in. Put them all in. Uh, put Bumgarner in that shit, too, at the end. Man. Good fuck. Uh, Brian Wilson. I don't give a shit. Throw them all in there, man. Sergio Roma. I don't care. Fucking Jeremy Affelt. <laughs> wild shit anyway um so yeah uh he hit his game time three run home run uh dude that game was crazy oh yeah so that was versus the mets on may 24th the giants were up eight to two in the fifth the mets score seven in the eighth to go up 11 to eight that's so many uh jock hits a game time three run home run uh the mets score one time in the top of the ninth to send it into extras uh, and then J Jock gets his game-tying RBI, um, and Crawford hits a game-winner. Uh, oh, excuse me, that was in the bottom of the ninth. But yeah, just got into the ninth inning, didn't go to extras. But yeah, the Mets scored in the top of the ninth, and then they retook the lead. Jock got the game-tying hit, and then B-Craw won it. So yeah, there you go. Fucking crazy game. It was an epic game. Um, but yeah, Jock Peterson has got fireworks going on, on and off the field, apparently. Woo, crazy shit. All right, what else going on uh, with the Giants? Oh, yeah, there was a controversy or some political shit because Gabe Kapler was uh, not taking the field for the National Anthem after the shooting that happened in Vivaldi, Texas. I don't know if you guys saw that. We'll talk a little bit about it later. It's very sad, tragic. Um, two days later, there was Memorial Day, and he decided he was going to go actually and stand and uh, take the field for the National Anthem because he didn't want to protest and take the uh, attention away from... Uh, all of the people who've lost their lives, obviously Memorial Day in um, uh, commemoration of um, all the different uh, um, wars and skirmishes that have happened across the world from uh, U.S. military, um, specifically this holiday or that just passed. So, um, yeah, he was just like, all right, I'll be out there for that. But uh, I haven't checked. I haven't seen if he's still protesting or not because uh, he was, wanted to do that for gun, gun violence and all that stuff. 
Very admirable. Uh, we'll see if anything happens about that. And he's in a good place, a good market that is willing to accept people who are like protesting a little bit. Although, I, I mean, Niner fans are still some. There's some Niner fans that are really Kaepernick. I'll say that. Let's just say that. Okay. All right. Um, let's see here. So he was a former Phillies manager, and it looks like the Phillies are, have another former manager in Joe Girardi because he has been let go. He got let go after a 22 and 29 start. Uh, another firing that happened today. I know uh, Joe Madden uh, got fired from the Angels after their team had a 12-game losing streak. Uh, Phil Nemben is named the interim manager for that squad. So we'll see how those teams do. We'll see how they do. White Sox has DFA'd former Cy Young winner um, Dallas Keuchel. Um as he was nearing the end of his three-year $55.5 million deal that he had signed a few years ago, he is owed $18 million for the rest of the season, and he had a 7.88 ERA over his first eight starts. So not the hardest start there for Dallas Keuchel. Uh, looked like his production really fell off after he left uh, Houston. Uh, so, yeah. What the fuck do the Astros know that we don't know, man? Crazy. I don't know. They're, they got a ridiculous front office, I guess. I don't know. Coaching staff. They've... They got their players like peaking at the right time. Like they're really good at that shit, man. Wild stuff. Um, let's see here. Gotta cruise through some of these as we're getting a little long on this podcast. Uh let's go over to the world of the fight game. They fuck it. Um a couple fights happened recently of intrigue. Tank Davis defended his WBA lightweight title with the six round TKO of Raleigh Romero. That was a very uh um they were very brash and, and uh, <laughs> talking shit amongst each other uh, in the lead up to the fight. With the had a little dust up at like one of the um, uh, ceremonial weigh-ins, uh, the press conferences where they um, Raleigh pushed the tank off a of stage <laughs> and they got into a little altercation. So uh, um, there's a good good clip of that happened uh, that they they put up online of. Uh, Romero's corner talking shit in the middle of the fight, like uh, about Davis, like he ain't got it, he ain't got it, like don't pressure him, do 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 this to this, and uh, Tank in the middle of the fight is like keeping his distance with the jab. Romero's got like was trying to keep uh, some power and uh, keep attacking with the power shots, and Davis is like doing a good job of controlling him and keeping the distance. At one point in the fight, he hears him talking. He's just, he looks at the corner. He's like, yo, shut the fuck up. <laughs> like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> he says it to him a couple of times. And then a couple minutes later, uh, Romero tries to throw an overhand right. And Tank just catches him with a counter left. And it just fucking floored the guy. He fucking lost his balance, his equilibrium, fell into the ropes, and like was barely holding on. And like was stumbling around, tried to get up. And the ref looked at the ref. And the ref saw him wobbly and was just like, nah, son, it's over. We're done here. And called the fight in the sixth. So Tank, this credit, man. That dude is, he's got great timing. <laughs> he's, he slipped that punch and came bam over the top with the, with the fucking haymaker at the left, man. And it was uh, perfect timing there. So, yeah, shout out to Tank Davis getting that victory. Uh, a couple other fights that happened. Devin Haney dominates George Combosos Jr., become the undisputed lightweight champion uh, just this weekend. 
hands him his first loss. Comboso, so I think goes to twenty and one now, uh, uh, record overall. And Devin Haney now is the first undisputed champ since Pernell Whitaker in nineteen ninety. He has the um all four belts. I think Pernell only had three belts at that time. Um, so WBA, WBC, IBF, and um, let's see, major boxing belts, boxing. Here. WBA, WBC, IBF, and WBO. That's it. <laughs> all right. So yeah, he's got all four of those. Oh, and then there's the ring title too, which is like not it's unofficial. Um ding, ding, ding. All right. So yeah. Looks like he's got all four of them bitches. So yeah. Congrats to Devin Haney. Congrats, man. Um we'll see who he fights next. I think there's some potentials to fight Lomachenko. I know. Um what's his name? Um trying to get back in there. Um God damn it. Um what's his name? Versus Teofimo Lopez. Teo Lopez. I always forget his fucking name. Jesus, Teo. Uh, Teofimo. Yeah, we'll see if he gets back into the ring and does his thing. Because I know um, that last performance was pretty disappointing. Um, so yeah, we got some we got some options down in uh, those uh, weight classes. Um, let's see what else is going on. Canelo Golovkin 3 is going to happen September 17th. Uh, so buckle up. This is only the second time that uh, Canelo Alvarez is coming off a loss. So we'll see how that he takes that out on Triple G. A little bit better. It's a little bit more of his, his uh, range, his weight class. Be fighting a guy that size than it was for Bivol. Because Bivol was a big boy, man. He had distinct size advantage against Canelo. You can tell out there. But um, we'll see. September 17th. So I think it's going to be Vegas. We'll see what happens. Um, another bout. Going on, Ryan Garcia, Javier Fortuna are gonna fight on July 16th at Crypto.com Arena. This was originally scheduled last year, but then Garcia had to withdraw. He had like the issues. He said he was going to focus on his mental health. Going through some shit at the time. I know he changed the uh, um, gyms and has like now um, done his own thing. Um, I think he's like he's got a different trainer now. Yeah, I know he was under Eddie Reynosa, Eddie Reynoso, um, who's uh, Canelo's trainer. Um, Previously, he had done, he had trained with them for a few few years, but um, but yeah, now he's uh, um, doing his own thing and back. Um, and I don't know what's going on, bro. What's up with these tattoos, man? I don't know. I'm gonna fucking start roasting your fucking tattoos, man. Because like last fight I saw, I was just like, I don't know what the fuck. <laughs> Some of these look kind of funky, but whatever, man. You do you. Um, Icky. Um, what else going on? What else going on? Let's see. Spence and Crawford apparently are nearing the deal. Fight in October for the undisputed welterweight title at 147. So that'd be a terrific fight if that happens. I'm definitely tuning into that one. That'll be a very, very good extra fight because these two dudes have been kind of like uh, eyeing each other for the last like three years of just like when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? This dude thinks he's the shit. This dude thinks he's the shit. So we'll see if Spence or Bud Crawford ends up coming out on top. Man, I really, I really think that'll be a very terrific. Right. Uh, whoever wins that is, is going to cement their legacy pretty much forever as like they're the best dudes in their fucking weight class in your era, right? So, until that happens, we don't know. We don't know. 
On the women's side, we got Clarissa Shields and Savannah Marshall. They're going to uh, fight in September for the undisputed middleweight belts. Uh, be London or Newcastle. They're still deciding where that's going to be. Clarissa Shields, she's a fucking badass, man. I don't know if you've seen her fight, man. She's crazy good. Crazy good. Crazy good. Um, UFC news. We got uh, um, Robert Whitaker, Mel uh, Marvin Vittori rescheduled for UFC fight night in Paris on September 3rd. It was supposed to happen June 11th. Now at UFC 275, but it looks like Whitaker suffered an injury during his training. That card is also going to be headlined by Cyril Gunn and Taito Uvasa. Heavyweight fight. Ooh, boy, that's going to be a good one. That should be a good one. Uh, Bam Bam and Cyril. Cyril trying to come off that uh, uh, loss that he had to Francis uh, for the heavyweight belt earlier this year. So we'll see what happens. Another promotion. We've got 1FC booking Adriano Moraes versus uh, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. They're having a rematch August 26th in Singapore. Uh, this is Mighty Mouse. I want to say is his last defeat that he had uh, in 1FC. Um, but yeah, it'll be the rematch and we'll see if Mighty Mouse can come out on top after he had that uh, that mixed uh, mixed rules fight with uh, Rod Tang where he was, uh, was all stand-up and then it was, mixed, it was uh, kickboxing round one, MMA round two. And then back to kickboxing and then back to MMA. But it never made it past round two. <laughs> Mighty Mouse was able to survive. And then he was able to take him down and beat the shit out of him. So um, Rod Tang guy. Very talented fighter in his own right. <laughs> so yeah. That's all of your news for sports that I want to talk about. But yeah, what else, what else is there? What else is there? All right. Unfortunate sad news I got I to gotta mention. Um, we talked about it earlier, but there was a shooting that happened in Uvalde, Texas. 19, stu 19 students, two teachers, barely killed in an elementary school shooting. 18-year-old um, shooter was also killed. It occurred at Robb Elementary School, 90 minutes each of San Antonio's. This is 10 years after the Sandy Hook shooting, so it's just a tragic reminder that um, even children are vulnerable to, to gun violence, and it is very sad and very tragic. And, um, it is. Uh, it was a devastating thing, and it was. Uh, I think the timing was uh, apropos that the NRA held a, um, a gun convention in the city of Houston, in that state, uh, a weekend after that whole shooting and mass massacre happened, which is just crazy. So it just poured gasoline onto the onto the political um, fire of um, the gun debate that's going on in this country, and. If you haven't already, I'd say I suggest go checking out Channel Five News on um, YouTube. They put up a pretty good video. Shout out to Andrew Callahan. He put up a good one where he's talking about uh, to the people. You get a good idea of like what the the vibe is and and the the conflict and uh, the discussion. And it seemed at a certain point he was able to kind of get both sides to kind of like rationalize a little bit in terms of um, where they stand politically but it's just it's just such a heated and controversial debate that it's kind of it's kind of taken on its life of its own now so it's pretty wild um and these fucking cops bro like what the fuck man so apparently the cops were standing ground and didn't want to enter the school um and face uh um line of fire with this apparently 18 year old student who like had purchased the guns legally just I think weeks before, I know his grandma had said or his mom had said that like he needed to chill out and shit like that, and didn't end up happening, man. So that's sad, very sad, tragic. But the local cops apparently didn't do shit. Apparently the local uh, SWAT team apparently did shit. There was a, a off-duty police officer, I think I want to say, who actually went in and disobeyed the orders from the police and uh, exchanged fire and was able to take out that kid. 
fucking tragic, man. This is like, and there were some other shootings that have happened since then too. I think, um, Wisconsin. There was a couple others. So it's like, there's been a string of them. Crazy. I feel like it's just another day in America, man. So like, I don't know. It's just kind of like, kind of accepted this. I know there's people who are pissed off, but like, till shit happens, till shit changes. That's kind of like a reflection of what we value in our society and what we give a fuck. So. We don't really care, I guess, about, like, helping people's mental health or, or protecting others by, like, making sure that um, people with uh, access to, you know, heavy firearms are in the right frame of mind. You know what I'm saying? Back on checks going on. I don't know. I'm not looking into every single law for every single state. I know it's, it difference, uh, there's differences and it varies, so... I mean, I don't want to get into the minutia of that shit, but like, man, we want to prevent some stuff like this. Something's got to change on one front or the other, or both. Probably both. Because I don't know. The changes that both sides suggest, I think, can be incorporated. So I don't understand why that doesn't happen. Other than the fact that there's so much pressure from the NRA, it's, it's, a, it's a unique, it's a unique situation in this country. It's fucking wild, but. Sad. Sad that like more people still still getting gunned down, man. Fucking tragic. Um, I get the whole arguments about like defending yourself about the tyrannical government, but like we're you got a AKs and ARs and they got nukes and tanks. So like, if it really came down to it, I don't know. I don't know what's gonna happen. Wild shit. Yeah, they got drones. They can blow you up from the other side of the world. You can be on a fucking space station ISS and shit and blow you up, I'm sure, if they really came down to it, man. Go up on a Blue Origin flight and just fucking hit that red button. I don't know, man. It's fucking crazy, man. All right. Um, another tragic news. Um, sad to say. Son of DJ Quick and liaison to the Compton, Compton Councilman, Councilman David Blake Jr. Uh, was arrested on suspicion of murder of Julio Cardoza that took place in Downey on May the 25th. So, yeah. Son of DJ Quick is some big doo-doo legally. So, yeah, very, very typical. Or uh, not typical, a very tragic situation there. Somebody's life got taken. But, um, should be going down in Compton, man. It's fucking wild. It's fucking wild out here. What's going on, Loose Leaf? How we doing? Um, oh, Valak's still here. How you doing? How you doing, man? Um, yeah, man. I don't know DJ Quick's son, though, was doing dirt like that, man. Wild. Wild shit. So, Compton be crazy, man. Compton be crazy. What else going on? Gotta say, rest in peace to Ray Liotta. The very talented actor passed away at the age of 67. Uh, May the 26th. Yeah, man. Good fellas. Crazy good. Crazy good movie. Got some other prominent roles, but like, God damn it, man. That fucking movie. Fucking classic. Oh my God. One of the best. One of the best. And he killed his role, man. I really, uh, really do enjoy that piece of uh, film. And art. That was, uh, that was a hell of a movie, man. So, R.I.P. Peter Eliota, man. That was, um, 67, that's 
in that wheelhouse, I guess, but sucks to see. Um, I know he was doing a lot of like TV work later years. Yeah, pretty sure those shows were in syndication, so family and estate can keep getting those uh, up and moving. So yeah, um, doses to his family, all that stuff. But um, I gotta rewatch that Goodfellas. I haven't seen it in a few years. Gotta watch it again. Again. Um, all right. Speaking of watching shit, I've been watching a ton of stand-up comedy recently. Really been trying to like, been getting inspired by a lot of the pros and a lot of the guys, the veterans. And, People who are ahead of me in this game, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I've been I've been taking notes. I've been studying. I've been doing uh, doing a little bit of uh, uh, I guess a little research there. But um, yeah, man, there's been a lot of new specials. Some of them getting some traction. Some of them getting some publicity online. Some getting some hot hot shit. Uh, let's just start off and just talk about that Ricky Gervais special that was going down. Uh, it's called um, uh, Supernature. I want to say, and yeah, he pissed off the trans community a lot <laughs> in the beginning of that shit. Now, um, yeah, man. Uh, look, I will defend the right for any comic to say what he wants to say, but if he, I mean, if he wants to talk about certain topics, then he opens himself to that backlash if he so chooses. Now, having said that, um. He preferences a lot of his jokes and his material by saying that, look, I am speaking uh, and I'm saying ridiculous shit because it is an irony. And people are laughing because it is so ridiculous. And uh, he talks about a lot of different other topics that are pretty crazy. I mean, he talks about baby Hitler and he talks about killing them. And he, he talks about fucking rape and incest. And he talks about other shit that is fucking uh, pretty out there. And so, uh, <laughs> Jester's privilege. Yeah, you know what's up, bro. You know, Valix. <laughs> So I get it, bro. Like I get it. I get it. So I mean, he opens himself up to that shit. So so I mean, if you want to be critical of him, go for it. Um, I have no problem if you're upset by the things that he said. Uh, I have less of a problem if you have upset. All right, let's say I have less of a problem if you're upset with Ricky Gervais said versus what Chappelle said because I feel like more of what the backlash of his shit was like. Uh, people who didn't watch the special and actually listen to his jokes. I listen to Ricky Gervais' jokes and I'm like. All right, it's humorous, but I can see where people would be pissed off. So, like, I get it. Right. <laughs> so, I fucking get it. Um, but, yeah, people, trans community, not very happy right now, all right? Um, get yourself a pride donut, <laughs> all right? And chill out, man. Um, you guys missed it earlier, my, my Baskin-Robbins talk. I don't, I don't know if you saw my Instagram story today, but, yeah. Mm. Get you that Dunkin' Donuts pride donut sprinkled. Anyway, got put up the rainbow, Drew and Drew. Put up, uh, yeah. There was a lot of other specials that came out that I was. Um. Oh yeah, big shout out to that Bill Burr uh, presents comedy special that dropped uh, on Netflix uh, a couple of days ago. Got to see it today, and I'm pretty sure I saw myself in the audience. Uh, or was be able to spot myself. Uh, I think they did a couple tapings, and I'm 95% certain that like most of the material that they showed on the special were at my taping because I remember all the little things that happened. Uh, <laughs> yo, Michelle Wolf. Oh my God. She killed it. I think they cut Dean Del Rey set out of the show. Um, but besides that, and they cut some of the, uh, the, uh, bumping mics with the, the David tell and, uh, Jeff Ross bits, which were pretty funny where they were roasting the crowd a bit. 
Um, they uh, they, that. but the rest of it, it looked like they kept they kept most of it. Um, it was an interesting taping because it was at the Hollywood Palladium, and that's not necessarily a venue that's set up for comedy per se. So I'm not sure if the uh, the laughs like reverberated through the audience, and I think it kind of translates that to that a little bit on screen, where like the the laughs are like. <laughs> Instead of being, <laughs> oh, it builds and all that shit. It's kind of like it didn't hit um, as hard as it would, I think, in a comedy club. But like, I, I enjoyed everyone's performances and I thought they did well. So, um, um, yeah, man, it looked like uh, Dean Derry didn't make the cut, though. But Joe Bartnick did. It looked like he made it. So he was in there. Um, Josh Adam Myers, we talked about this. Ronnie Chang sang uh, Teenage Dream by uh, Katy Perry uh, at the end of the special. That's a cool surprise there but uh um let's see what else happened uh, jessica kirsten oh my god she dude she kills me with the voices that she did in this in the, her set there um steph tolev oh my god she was just a bat out of hell coming out on stage oh my she brought that energy she brought that shit that was fucking epic that was dope um but she said she did awesome um jimmy carr brought that uh that same uh dark humor energy it was pretty good um yeah Ian Edwards, Ian Edwards, he also killed it. I thought he did well. Which is funny because he like piggybacked off of something <laughs> that Jimmy Carr said too. He went up later, which was pretty funny. But um, yeah, man, I thought that was that was that was pretty good. Um, maybe the location of the taping could have been like a little bit better from the audience participation wise, but I thought everybody did. That just came out. Uh, a couple other specials just came out. Chris Stefano, Speshy Weshy, that one he put up on Netflix. He was able to get that big bag, so so shout out to Chrissy D, Chrissy Chaos Podcast, and uh, uh, Chrissy and Eddie show and all that shit. He's got it on Patreon and all that shit. But the uh, Stefano, very hilarious comic. I thought his uh, uh, special was pre was pretty solid. Um, <laughs> his podcast game is pretty fucking funny though, man. He's a really hilarious character on all that stuff. And when he raises his voice and shit, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, <laughs> I gotta watch his podcast. He did a Pride episode today. of fucking. <laughs> looking ridiculous um let's see who else christina pajitsky christina p of uh your mom's house podcast she has a new special called uh mom jeans also on netflix i thought that was pretty funny it's pretty raunchy and pretty out there um so yeah go watch that one i'd say she said that she had the largest like wardrobe budget ever for like a special in netflix history they when they they submitted all the uh the wardrobe receipts and shit like that so uh, yeah, she's been putting in work. Um, <laughs> uh, expect nothing less from you there, Christina. Um, and there was also the Cat Williams World War Three. That one was pretty fire, pretty raunchy, typical Cat Williams shit. I don't know if you saw or enjoyed his last one that he did in Jacksonville. I think a similar vibe, kind of like uh, um, where it's like it, maybe it's not necessarily the, the the vintage cat shit, but it's still pretty damn good in my opinion. I don't know. I'm I like his comedy, even though he's made some disparaging remarks about mexicans in the past <laughs> so i mean like hey nobody perfect bro um i don't you, you forget about shit i don't know man. i don't know um that dude's wild that dude's a wild human being man cat williams whoo boy fucking crazy man um fucking a what else who else who else uh who else had one norm mcdonald had a special called nothing special uh which was recorded prior to his passing he basically put all like a recent material that he'd been doing and he recorded it on like basically like a Zoom, um, like online comedy basically during the pandemic, which I was doing for ages, like in 
find them and shit. But so you say it into like a microphone and with like deadpan. Well, he's deadpan anyway, but like he just said his material that way, and it wasn't necessarily uh, said in front of a live audience at all, or even like an online audience really. So it was just him just recording. There was like a phone call that interrupted him at one point. His cat, I think, interrupted him too. So those are kind of like niche things there. But the coolest part about the whole thing was that at the end. Uh, they they pull out a frame and you see that there's like a watch party that has David Letterman, Dave Chappelle, um, who else was in there? Um, Conan O'Brien, uh, Adam Sandler, David Spade, and uh, Molly Shannon uh, from SNL, and all people who had worked with New Norm in the past and were cool with them and stuff like that. But they had like a roundtable talk and discussion. They just talked about the uh, the special. And they uh, they talked about the um, uh, the relationship that they had with Norm Macdonald and everything, and how special he was to all of them. So uh, so that was kind of that was really dope to see. And uh, they were getting emotional telling old Norm stories. So if you haven't, go check those out on Netflix. Um, now there's a couple more specials I want to mention that are on YouTube that maybe have not gotten the same publicity. Definitely go check these out if you can as well. Um, we had Joe List. He has one. I think it was called it This Year's Material. Pretty fucking land standard title. But he's really funny. He's really hilarious. Comic out of New York City. So he put up that uh, recently. Um, let's see. Cat. Oh, no. I saw Cat Williams. Uh, Fahim Anwar had one. It's called Hat Trick. He put that out also on uh, um, uh, whatchamacallit um, on YouTube. It was a very cool concept where he does three different sets in the comedy store. Uh, three 15-minute sets. He did one in the original room, in the main room, and in the belly room. And he did different material in each set, which is pretty cool. He just like you know, just took a camera crew, and you get to follow him around in between as he goes from set to set to set, which is like a typical day of working at the comedy store. So that was pretty interesting perspective to be able to get insight and see. You can see him walking through the halls and talking to the other comics, chatting it up. and that. So that was pretty fucking cool. So go check that out. Give Fahim Anwar a follow. Uh, very hilarious comic out here in L.A. Let's see. A um, couple more. Ali Sadiq had one that was really funny called Domino Effect. Apparently, this one was supposed to be released on HBO, um, but he had some comments that he made on Joe Rogan podcast uh, in regards to uh, LGBTQ community and how they raising children. I guess he had some some comments that people took some offense to, so HBO decided to pull the plug on that. Um, as uh, he addressed on Joe Rogan on a follow-up interview that he did uh, last week, I want to say, a week before, podcast that I listened to. Ali's a very interesting dude, uh, very hilarious, I'll say that. But uh, you don't have to agree with the guy to fucking find it interesting, I'll say that. Um, I mean, the guy's Muslim, doesn't import shit like that, which I do, and I'm not Muslim, so like, but like, I enjoy his shit, so you know what I mean? You know what I mean? So it's like weird, I don't know. Artist, art, different, I don't know. I don't know. I enjoy his perspective, I'll say. <laughs> he is a very great storyteller. I find I find his stories to be captivating, and he is really fucking good at it. Uh, if you haven't seen his Mexican got on boots story on on YouTube, go look at that shit. But but yeah, watch his watch his special too called Domino Effect. Um, that one was really fucking funny. Um, he's a really, really great storyteller. Really good. We're one of the best in the game. Uh, and then also I gotta give a big shout out. I didn't write this one down because I just saw him recently. But Stavro Hakias. Uh, from the Come Town podcast, you may have been uh, familiar with him there. He just released a new special. It's called Live from the Lodge Room. Uh, I recorded it here in Los Angeles. And he 
He murdered his shit. That shit was fucking hilarious. Stavi Baby, man. I've been uh, watching some of his clips a lot more recently, his crowd work stuff. And so he actually put out some like legit material material. So, which was which was fun to see. And uh, so Stavros, man, if you haven't seen him, he's really funny. He is based out of New York City, originally from Baltimore. Um, yeah, fellow follically uh, challenged brother of mine. Uh, so Stavi, what's up? What's up? What's up? Uh, big shout outs to all them folks. So yeah, those are some of the some of the my reviews of the comedy shit, the comedy game. Dude, we're over two hours now, man. I think we gotta wrap this shit up. All right, I gotta go. I'm actually running late to a gig. I gotta go. Um, if you're in LA area, stop by Accidental Chaos uh, late night open mic from like nine thirty to like two ish. <laughs> I don't know. Whenever it ends, uh, we ended at like one thirty last night, and that's kind of early. So so there you go. I'll be there DJing. I got to go like now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this has been episode 108 of the uh, Puro Caballero show. Uh, I am Mario Caballero. Um, yep, yep, yep. Mario! That's my name. It's me, Mario. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Cause, you know the fucking vibes. God damn it. Yes, you do. Give us a follow on Instagram at the Puro Caballero show. Uh, give me a follow, as you know, at Puro Caballero. Um, and yeah, I'll be posting all my dates. Uh, I ran through my, some of my dates for DJing and for doing stand-up. Uh, I think this Thursday I'll have a date. Anyway, I'll post everything on my Instagram. It'll all be there, all that info. Um, do we have anything else to say? I don't think so. That's it. Later. Peace.